Be the Abu Productions welcomes you to a new episode of the BE Podcast. Join in the conversation with Pastor Jonathan Gallardo and Pastor Henry Cruz. Hello everyone, my name is Jonathan Gallardo, Pastor of Vida Abundante Cicero, and I'm with Henry Cruz. Welcome back to our podcast, and I'm excited to explore the theme. We got the people ready for this week's amazing uh, talk. And, uh, you know, before moving on that, I want to just get, get check in on you. I, I think the people want to know how you've been doing these last couple of weeks. Well, <laughs> I, think, I think this little banter at the beginning of the yeah. podcast is very important for yeah. a lot of people. Well, well, I've been I've been OK right now. Just uh, they gave me my dates for for oh, my defense. There you go. So my mind is on that, even though I'm trying not to think about it. But on March uh 11th or whatever that monday after shepherd's conference i think is the 11th i have to go and defend if it, right now that you mentioned project. that if any of our listeners nationwide <laughs> <laughs> is going to shepherd's conference <laughs> oh, I, yo let us know we'd love to take a picture with you <laughs> support of the podcast come say hi come to say, us even well, though you don't know what we look like because we don't do videos in english no but you yeah. know we're we're talking talking hyperbolically and prophetically yeah, i think there you go <laughs> That's funny. Well, we're getting ready for Shepherds in a couple of weeks, but uh, in in preparation, actually, this actually helps because in preparation for Shepherds, most of our favorite preachers usually go to Shepherds That's Conference. Right. If, yep. if people never heard of Shepherds Conference, they can visit it at shepherds, shepherdsconference.com, I believe, or .org, one of those. And uh, they could see all of the Shepherds Conferences that have existed in the past. I've been going since 2016. Mm -hmm. I think that was my first Shepherds Conference. I haven't missed one yet. And, um, and you know, I, every year it, it gets better and better. It's one of the best conferences that, I, that I've ever been to. Yeah. I've been to a lot of conferences. I, I went to Elevation Conference. I think you went Hillsong, with us too, right? We went to the first Hillsong, New York one. Hillsong, we New York. 10 or whatever that first one elevation yeah with like yeah. personal time with Stephen yeah. furtick yep. uh we went to uh where was it? the one in tulsa oklahoma i forgot the name cross no seeds is a seeds, seeds conference seeds yeah. conference with what was the name of the church church on the move church on the i was gonna say cross yeah. movement yeah no church, that's a rap that's a, <laughs> that's rap, a rap group, group. <laughs> listen to them yeah they're good they're, <laughs> they're actually good. pretty good so Church on the Move, we went, uh, we visited LifeChurch.tv with Craig Rochelle. Yep. We got a picture with Craig, Craig Rochelle, Rochelle yep. man. Uh, where else did we go? We went to... Um, uh, the one in North Carolina, I think. Or, uh, the oh, other. that's right. We went with Perry Noble. Perry Noble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, yeah. that was... His his church name was New Spring. Yep. Right now, I think it's uh, Second Chance. No idea. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Because the he, pastor needs a second chance. Yeah, he had a moral failing yeah. or, or a drunken failing, yeah. whatever it was. And that yeah. was, yeah, you know, it just goes to show again, you know, where, where we were at, which kind of is going to bleed into what we're yeah. going to talk about today. Uh, we also went to Resurgence Conference with mm -hmm. Mark Driscoll. Yep. Brother. That's first kind of, one. That's first kind of one. embarrassing. But now, yeah, it was, you know, first one we... Do you want to admit what we did over there or what stays in where, where, Northern where we, California? Where we went? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause it, it sounds like we did something bad. <laughs> we didn't do anything bad. No. So yeah, well we, we actually said we would never say this, but, but this was like back then. I'm going to leave it up to you if yeah. you want to expose we'll, we'll tell the story. Us. Cause, cause I, okay. cause I think, I think, uh, the, the church. So we went to a worship night. Okay. Cause that's how it was promoted. <laughs> so we need to be clear here. We went to a worship night and all the, the Mars Hill bands were going to play. What we didn't know is that these guys take reformed apparently to a whole nother level. 
And so it turned out that the worship night with all these bands had an open bar uh-huh. and all these guys were getting drunk. And so then Pastor Jonathan's like, well, if everyone's doing it, we've got, we didn't drink. <laughs> Just want to clarify. But we were like, I don't think we could actually tell the church that we went to worship night yeah. in an open bar. And all these guys were drinking before they actually went up to worship Lord. So that was something so new to us. Yeah, and we've never experienced two, it since. Two ex-Pentecostal yeah. charismatic kids that grew up being yelled at by their parents for playing Ninja Turtles, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, are found in a bar. You know, while one of the lead singers is like, we're drinking to the glory yeah. of God. Yep. And, tip the bartender. Uh, t- yeah, tip the bartender <laughs> on your way out. And, uh, and you know, we're trying to sing Come Thou Fountain yeah. with, with, you know, everybody raising up their glasses. So it was an interesting dynamic to say the least. Yeah. But, you know, that's where we were. Uh, and, and we um, held each other accountable. Yeah, we held, no one drank no to one the glory drank, of God, yeah. and no one got drunk either. Yeah, that was uh, that was quite an experience. But we got to see some pretty good bands. We got yeah. Citizens Live, uh, Modern Post, King's Kaleidoscope, King's Kaleidoscope yeah. uh, Ghost Ship. They, they were the all ship. there live, and it was pretty awesome. Yeah. Other than the fact that they were almost drunk, but. Yeah. It was an awesome time. Well, with that said, we just <laughs> exposed ourselves, but no. Nah. Uh, with that said, uh, we've um, we're gonna talk about you know we especially that the theme of this podcast has been on listening to sermons. Yeah. I want to take a moment to actually explain or even talk about the types of sermons that we used to listen to by the pastors and preachers that we really loved yeah that we really i mean i'm talking about we were hardcore on them we would listen to them and and you know kind of learn from them and 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 really grow from what they try to teach uh so that's gonna help our listeners understand again how to listen mm-hmm. to good preaching and, and and how to really identify good preachers but it, it's it also brings to awareness uh certain issues and certain details that we would really want yeah. people to pick out pick up on and, and so we're going to start with you. Okay. We're going to start with you on your past. Okay. <laughs> it's always dangerous yep. to go down memory lane. <laughs> but but for, let's start there. I mean, and I'm going to preface this okay. just by simply, uh, this is a preacher that none of us listened to during our heyday uh, in, in the past. So this is a, a fairly new preacher that has come on the scene. Okay. And he has sermon titles in the following that are here. Let me see. I'm a partner in this thing. And it's spelled out IMA, like AMA. I-M-M-A. Yeah, okay. Uh, Here's another one. I ain't gonna give you what you don't want. There's one. Here's another one. I will not be King Dumb, D-U-M-B. Okay, Ooh, that, so. that's smart. <laughs> that's, that's right there. <laughs> king dumb. I will not be king dumb. And, and so, based off everything that we've said before, we have we don't have any notion of what text, right. what biblical gonna... reference, what he's actually talking about. And this is a, the modern famous preacher today called named Mike Todd, okay. or Michael Todd. Uh, I think Transformation Church. Uh, he's very famous, but this is somebody that that you know wasn't in our circle back no. back ten fifteen years ago. Uh, but he's he's one that's 
being very popular mm-hmm. today and he's driving a lot of traffic and a lot of people are listening to him and they're kind of asking like why shouldn't we listen to him but anyway we'll we'll leave that for a later day but that, that's just prefacing some of the people that we used to listen yeah. to so so go ahead if you want to expose yourself i want you to tell me your what year relatively right. how old you were okay how that impacted you why you listened to them and 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 go from there so so around 17 so this was still i wasn't at vida yet i was at a, at a prior ministry so I, I i guess i grew up in this like a uh, apostolic type of church where you know, prophets, the faithful ministry is super emphasized. So we had apostles. And so I remember at around 17, when I'm really like full on committed with, with the Lord, burned all my Slim Shady CDs and all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Slim um, Shady. Yeah, all my oh, okay. burnt CDs of Slim Shady because oh, okay. my mom wouldn't let me buy Slim Shady. What did you use, Kazaa or uh, Kazaa LimeWire? Kazaa and LimeWire. LimeWire Lime was the first, yeah. And you then use Napster? No, no that was out of my time. Uh, so, well, I don't even know what the guy I bought the CDs from at school actually <laughs> used, but it had to be LimeWire, okay. I think. Um, but anyway, so and then so I I would go on the other web page of the ministry that I grew was was at at the time, which was the Minister, and so I would listen to the Apostle because you know during those times he's like the one that gives like the prophetic vision for the whole ministry. So this guy in Guatemala, still around today. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so he yeah he they were very big on like prophecy and prophetic stuff so like taking like uh things like babylon for example in the old testament and who is babylon today so i was very into like reading scripture with the lens of like an investigative type of thing so mm. if russia does something or china and, and in those days it was oh, so more like eschatological yeah type like of eschatology stuff. type okay. of thing prophetic okay. type of thing so something's happened in the middle east uh where is that in the bible that yeah. i could connect it to yeah okay. and so this is the type of sermons that they would preach and teach. And so it's very in that, in mm. that feel. So I was very shaped by that early on. So this is prior to me, like getting involved in more like English sermons or like modern okay. church movement. This was like my upbringing, my growing up to the point where <laughs> I remember giving a, a home group at, uh, at, uh, uh, Israel, who's my brother-in-law. He was leading the group and he asked me to give a group and I did it on this theme of like Babylon and <laughs> confusion and and why Whoa. America is so confused and America is the Babylon of today. And I remember oh, like everyone, yeah, and wow. everyone was looking at me like, what the heck did this guy <laughs> just teach? I was like, what is he talking about? But that was my shaping yeah, yeah. early on. And it did. It influenced like early 20s or whatever until I got exposed to like Hillsong and more of this modern teaching. And then so... In the modern era, I guess once I, you know, was listening to more English preaching and, and more of this cool uh, movement, I, I always listen a lot to um, uh, African American preachers, and I think I like their style in the sense of, uh, like, even their yelling, mm. like, because it's like you're not bored. Like, yeah. it's hard to be bored listening yeah. to that style of, and there is a lot of show in it. Like, mm-hmm. so I listen a lot to T.D. Jakes, and he's very. Uh, as far as communication goes, yeah. you know, he can get your attention because mm-hmm. he would do things like, you know, can I get an amen or or things like like he would look at one side of the of the auditorium mm-hmm. and be like, yeah, y'all ain't getting me. Let me go over to this side. This is the anointed <laughs> side. And then he would get the response that he wants or whatever. But I would listen to him a lot because of his um, what I thought to be like a profound biblical teaching where he'll take things like you know, Moses' staff, and he has a famous sermon, like, what's in your hand? Mm. And so you're listening to this, like, 
yeah, whatever, what's in your, you know, what's in your hand? And I would be like, oh, man, that was so deep. Like, he just gave 10 mm -hmm. applicational points on what's in your hand. And he addressed business owners, what's in your hand, and church people, and whatever. And so so I would always, I, I always thought he was super biblical, profound, mm. because of his allegorizing of, of text. And another guy that I would listen to, um, that I think I actually found out recently, he, he passed away, was Bishop Eddie O'Long. Oh, okay. And so... Uh, he comes from this school, but, but he was, um, yeah, he was just like very, uh, like catchy as well, but mm. in a, in a different way. So not so much in this profound stuff, but, but he was a big yeller too. Very, um, like, uh, he had like a flow. Mm. So I remember one time listening to a sermon where he's starting in the sermon is at the stadium. I think it was a, a men's thing. Um, oh, wow. and so and he begins the sermon again, like he's like, I feel the Lord telling me, mm -hmm. you know, the devil thought we were going to do an altar call at the end. He's like, but we're going to switch it up on him and we're going to do it at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And so there was always this kind of like prophetic, the spirit is moving. Uh, and again, you always have the organ in, in these mm -hmm. contexts playing in the background. So Music, yeah, yeah so so he switched it up and he's he does an altar call at the beginning. And I was like, oh man, like maybe I should try that in a sermon one day where don't wait till the end, do it at the beginning because you're going to confuse yeah, yeah. Satan by it. And that was like his whole argument. Oh, and so wow. he does his altar call, people come up. And then, yeah, and after that, it's like, it's not even a sermon now. It's just like, like he's just going off on, on people responding to Christ and whatever. He did his wow. thing for like 20, 30 minutes. But, but I always found that really like, yeah, yeah like really amazing. And then the final guy that I listen to. And you obviously to, love their dress style too, right? Well, the nah. suits and <laughs> the, the muscle shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. muscle nah, shirts about, and purple nah. suits. I kind of <laughs> seen how you brought that into your, yeah, I don't, your modern I don't wear, day preaching. I never wore a purple <laughs> suit in my life. I um, think I saw T.D. Jakes in a bow tie a couple of times. Yeah, they do wear a bow tie. So that's where so you got your bow tie I do like, I like bow ties okay, sometimes. There you go. Although our, one of our teachers, Lawson, hates them, so he makes me feel guilty <laughs> about that. But yeah, um, the, the master seminary does not approve. Yeah, of, a bow tie. <laughs> the English program, of, at least. Yeah, it doesn't approve. Yeah, the Spanish one, I yeah. think, does. Yeah, yeah. Spanish one's a little bit more. Yeah, a little more hip. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and then the other guy I listened to, I think the last guy that I really loved, there were some other guys, but was Stephen Furtick. And he okay. also comes from that, you know, he always is T.D. Jakes is, is his dude. His main guy. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I like Furtick. Even, honestly, it wasn't so much like his teaching style was more like the props. Mm -hmm. And so he was the first guy I think that made props cool where he's bringing them to the pulpit. And so that influenced me as mm -hmm. well, where I'm like, man, you know what? I need to do props in, in preaching and, and, and uh, that'll really grab the attention yeah. of, of, of young. I was doing youth at the time. So it was like, this would really grab the attention. So I liked him more for that. I just mm -hmm. thought he was super creative always had something on stage mm -hmm. that i thought was like okay this guy is worth listening to because of that yeah yeah i mean he had a super soaker on stage he did and yep. started shooting yeah. people i mean i get it in the context of youth yeah <laughs> even I, even then i don't i wouldn't know how to use that yeah within preaching in youth but yeah i get it you know those are flashy things and, yep. and a lot of the young people love that so it's interesting to see that your formation then was you know in that type of atmosphere of 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 prophetic yeah. eschatological to african-american preaching yeah. that you know led up to stephen furtick and stephen furtick was influenced by by td jakes so it's it's an interesting combination of that other than the bow tie anything else that you brought in from that <sighs> man i honestly from that movement so i think 
the only thing that I would say I brought into it was understanding that at the end of the day, a sermon communicates something. And mm. so obviously you're either going to do that correctly yeah. or you're not. But I, I guess the only thing that, that I could say I, I learned from these guys was the importance of you're communicating something. Yeah. And so, so how you communicate that, I guess, or, or, or how to get the attention in a sense matters, but that's about as far. I just think that, yeah, they went on a whole other extreme yeah, yeah. of how to make sure that to, to get people's attention. But nah. yeah, that that that's that's a, a very you know it's an interesting dynamic of preachers that, that you've got but you know they're great communicators yeah. I, I never heard eddie long too much but i saw td jakes and heard td jakes uh we actually went to his church a couple mm-hmm. even uh with your brother-in-law we went to his church a couple years ago okay well more like 10 or something okay we were there and it was pretty pretty amazing to see the the place but we uh you know the I, I know how well and eloquent yeah. T.D. Jakes can speak, like his demeanor, mm-hmm. his his even his voice. Yep. I always ask God, I'm like, man, if you knew you were going to make me a preacher, <laughs> why didn't you give me a preacher voice, yeah. man? I have like this weird, like, I don't know, like even my dad has an amazing voice for preaching, even for radio. Yeah, like, for anything. Man, yeah. I have the face for radio. He's got the voice for radio. <laughs> wow. But... But, it, you know, his voice was amazing and uh, it's just captivating. Stephen Furtick, too. I never I was never really too influenced by him, but he uh, he, he has some interesting like ways of capturing the people's mm-hmm. attention by by his talk. But that's interesting. You know, again, these are the people that we used to listen yeah. to. So now, like, the, again, the time frame was what relatively what years? Yeah. So so in 03 to oh, I want to say like 07, I was still in this. I mean, a said type of sermon uh-huh. listening to, and then it was like, yeah, after that, I know Hillsong, it was like the 2010s and on where I'm okay. listening to T.D. Jakes. More Jakes. Yeah, stuff. more, more T.D. Jakes, Modern. more uh, Bishop Long. Um, and then Furtick was like, I think Furtick was because I went to one of these youth conferences and someone had mentioned him. So I'm like mm. looking him up and then, oh, well, actually before that, the elephant room, James McDonald. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's I saw right. that yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. whole whatever the heck yeah, that yeah. was, but they called it the elephant <laughs> yeah, room yeah. where they had like uh, Matt Chandler. Yeah, Matt was Chandler, because that's the first time I was like, wait, who's Matt yeah, Chandler? Yeah. And so they got Matt Chandler and they got Furtick and yeah, they got Perry Driscoll Noble. and Noble. Yeah, and all these guys, and they're like debating. And then so I was like, wait, who's this Furtick yeah. guy? Because he's like, he was introduced there as like this Baptist guy, mm. but he's more hip. So I, I'm like, oh, maybe he's a little more like biblical theological yeah. but also like gets this you know how to draw people to, to christ or whatever evangelistic guy so that's when i started looking him up and then i liked his yeah his style his and style props and all that stuff yeah, yeah. he supposedly went to uh seminary seminary too, yeah so. so southern baptist yeah i don't think it's i think it's it was southern or southern, southern seminary southern, that's southern right seminary. yeah that's right that's right uh, yeah i don't know if yeah i don't think he's baptist anymore but right i think he went to southern well, yeah. Uh, again, these are people that we 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 listened to in the in the past. I, I, mine mine is a relatively short list because okay. the the my my high school years were not really. Uh, I was not too too in tune with preaching. Mm-hmm. I kind of just like music more, and so I focused on that. So every conference that I went to was just because of the music. Yeah, and I, I just paid attention to that. I didn't really care about the the pre. I kind of wanted to avoid that and okay. walk out, but. And then we were very charismatic, so so like after the music, you know, we wanted to get to that part of like 
fire and like, yeah. you know all oh, the feelings yeah, at yeah, the yeah. end of the preaching that's kind of you know seeing people get knocked down that was kind of the cool thing to do <laughs> uh at, at that time but but one of the, the i think from my 20s so i'm 39 years old right now so yeah 20 years ago would be 2000 right 2001 2002 yep. around there yep that that's when i started listening to bill hybels okay. from willow creek church wow and 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 for those 10 years of my life it was like everything that he mentioned said every conference every i, I was in a small groups conference at willow creek oh. <laughs> like and i thought I, I went to two of their small groups conferences that were huge okay and then they had a another uh, small groups conference with actually one of the guys that 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 still teaches at our seminary which is interesting we took a class with him oh at um, trinity yeah trinity okay okay so anyway he he was teaching the course but it was like a small like i thought it was a conference like another small group conference and we we end up in like a room in in at the church and there's about like 50 people and I'm like, you know, you know how I am. I'm yeah. extremely uncomfortable yeah, yeah. in small settings and I have nobody with me. Nobody came with me. It's like, I, it was just me. And so I'm there with all these older people and, <laughs> and they're just listening to it. And, and then we have to sit in groups yeah, and, you have and to like talk actually to talk and like <laughs> lead. I was like, no way. But I was, I was there. Everything that Bill Hybels did, everything that he read, mm. every person that he listened to, I would kind of just swap follow up because that that was my 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 thing he was he was a guy i loved his brevity i loved his um his his intellect he was very well read of yep. uh, of very business minded minded so all the books that he like basically every time i would go to the leadership summit which is the mega conference, conference yeah, yeah that they would have where they back back then they would still bring pastors so okay. that was where i was <laughs> introduced to a lot of different pastors that mm. were all basically just kind of clones or imitations of bill hybels like andy stanley yeah uh craig groeschel even though they have their own distinct flavor but they all basically came from that same mm -hmm. line so that's where i heard Craig Rochelle for the first time. That's where I heard Andy Stanley for the first time. Uh, Willie Meeks is a pastor here. Wayne Cordero is, which is a pastor at a mega church in Hawaii. Uh, I got introduced to a lot of these guys there at those at those conferences. Yeah. But but Bill Hybels was the main guy. So at, at these conferences, he he had um, you know the bookstore. There was a, always a big thing, and the bookstore would always be uh, you know selling uh, mm -hmm. some business books. So I'd come home with like a lot of books three. It back in for me that was a lot three to five books and they were all business <laughs> all about business all about i remember two of my favorite ones was uh made to stick by the the heath brothers which are business guys and okay. then another guy jim collins which was a business investigator that wrote two amazing books and the books are good because they investigate how uh companies survive for 50 years but my preaching then was becoming influenced by that so that's what influenced me uh, being business minded in the preaching. Okay, <laughs> so telling people, <laughs> yeah, business and, principles. And here I am. I don't own a business. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I get the principles of business, but I didn't. You know, I was twenty one, yeah. twenty two years old. And like I never had a business. I did later apply it to my uh, mom's bookstore, and uh, that was that was a whole different thing. But yeah, it, it was just like weird for me. But that was my my main. 
for the most part of my 20s that's the only voice like i really heard and occasionally i would hear all these other guys mm-hmm. you know i, I liked his song I li- but again i liked the music i didn't i didn't really right. like brian houston okay. i didn't really care much for his preaching uh i i didn't like uh, a lot of the the modern guys that were too too hip but then towards the end which is amazing because it, it'll segue for our next week's conversation yeah. on the people that we do listen mm-hmm. to. Towards the end of my 20s, early 30s, I was introduced to Mark Driscoll. Yeah. Which was, other than Bill Hybe, was another guy that really marked me. Because he was the first guy that introduced expository preaching to yep. me. Which was... I was like, oh, man, I learned expository preaching from Mark Driscoll. I remember going to gym and listening to his podcast because I would listen to all his sermons. And uh, and he was going through the, the gospel of Luke at that time. And he was like on his second year. And I told myself, I don't think we could ever do this mm-hmm. at our church. It's like, how, do, how does he how does he go through Luke for two years and now we're in in year three of, of the gospel of John over here? With yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, OK, I get it. But. But it was just an amazing difference from what I heard. And then the music was different. So the music attracted to me, attracted me to him. But that was a huge contrast between yeah. Hillsong, Willow, and Elevation, and all these hip yep. churches to something grungy from Seattle that really uplifted the, the word of God. At least back then, that's what I thought. And the way I found him was Blessed YouTube. Okay. I was I was doing a preaching against the prosperity gospel because I've always been a yeah, big yeah, yeah. anti-prosperity guy. But I was just doing investigation. You know, my investigation back then was yeah. YouTube and uh, looking up <laughs> some stuff. And then this guy comes out and he's like bashing like all these guys on, on YouTube. And he's, and he's in a preaching. And I was like, whoa, he's like going hard on Joel Osteen, yeah. which is one of the guys that I was going to go hard on. And I was like, I can't believe someone has already said this at this level. And he's famous for it. So it wasn't like some nobody. It was a big name that was saying this stuff. And I was like, oh, man, I got to start looking. I looked up Mars Hill and and then the the rest is history from there. So so that's why we ended up at that bar. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) But but he introduced me to my favorite preacher, which we'll get into next week. So stay tuned for next week's episode when Pastor Henry will tell us who he listens to now and what are the pastors that we listen to now and why. Thanks for tuning in. For any questions, reach out to us on Twitter at BeThatEnglishPod or go to our website, BeThatAbuThatChurch. We hope to see you next week. This has been a Vida Abu Productions presentation.